You're listening to the Midwest Bias Podcast, where we love Subarus, Tater Tot Hot Dish, and I-95 is a bingo ball, you betcha. <laughs> How's that? Does that work out, Kirsten? Well, yes. Yes, it does, Tony Kornheiser. Thank you very much. I am KJ, or Kirsten, as Tony Kornheiser just mentioned. And full disclosure, this episode was taped one week ago, so there'll be nothing new in it as far as feedback, comments, or anything like that. We're going to just get right into part two of Palm Trees, Sunsets, and Rainbows with Tim, plus a bonus at the end. So, we now return to part two with Tim, beginning with question two from Patrick Moffat. Okay, so getting back to Patrick Moffat's questions, his second question, so he covered the first question. His second question, you kind of answered already. It was, what is the highest elevation on the atoll? Yeah, so that, officially, I've seen written somewhere, like 25 or 30 feet. I, that oh. seems extremely high to me. I, I would guess the average elevation is two to three feet above sea level. So maybe the top of a building, you might be able to, to get up, you know, 20 or 30 feet, but that's about it. That's just, that's hard for me to think about or imagine. Yeah, that's being at crazy. Sea level. Okay, last question from Patrick, and thank you, Patrick, for sending this, these in. Was that expanse of ocean around you intimidating? And he admittedly said that was probably a silly question after you'd been to Antarctica. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. They're, they're, they have a similar feel in their remoteness, just because, I mean, when, when I'm at the South Pole, it is flat and white in every direction, um, with no no real no, nothing really to see other than flat and white to the horizon everywhere you look, and then on the island it's it's similar it's it's just flat and blue all the way to the horizon. And similarly, you know you you could take off walking or get in a boat and take off going, and it would just take a really long time to get anywhere. So so they are they are similar, and it's not really I guess not the answer is, the short answer is no it's not intimidating. And it's even less so, I think, at Palmyra. It's more accessible. Uh, you know, two and a half hours out of Hawaii by plane is not too far. So it's it's fairly accessible. But you do you just kind of get your mind around it. It is a remote location. It's, it's very remote. You can't run down to a grocery store or a Home Depot to grab a tool or, you know, you can't run to a clinic somewhere. Uh, so you just have to you have to get your get your head around. You're going to be in a remote place and. But that's that's kind of nice too, because then a lot of the other the noise of the rest of the world just kind of gets drowned out a little bit, and it's kind of it's kind of nice. Yeah, two and a half hours is nothing. It was going to be a four hour flight from here to Albuquerque. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay, so let me back up to some of my really hard hitting questions after Patrick. I'll follow Patrick up. What was your favorite thing at Palmyra Atoll? <laughs> Oh, that's a tough one. It's, oh, it's, I mean, one, it's just, it is beautiful there. Like I said, there's, you know, you, you got the palm trees and the ocean and amazing sunsets and, and rainbows. It's, it's a combination of just that stunning visual beauty and then the, the, the natural wildlife. Uh, and it's, it's hard to pick on that, whether, you know, the, the, the sheer number of birds that are flying around is, I've just never seen that much activity in the sky, the sheer number of crabs on the ground in different varieties. Uh, you have to carry a light with you at night so you don't accidentally step on them. Hmm. 
And then when you get in the water, it's just the, the marine life, the coral, and then all the fish. Uh, it's just mind blowing how much, how much wildlife there is. So that's, that's probably it is just being, being in a place where there's just, you are so outnumbered by the wildlife and it's, it's, it's really incredible. Yeah. That sounds amazing to be, to me, to be outnumbered by the wildlife. That's like a dream come true for a lot of introverts. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. You know, there's a nice crew, but there's not that many people. So you can, you can wander off, you know, take a kayak out somewhere or just wander off to the end of the runway and, and just feel really away from everything. So yeah, it's really nice. And what was your view outside of, if you stepped outside your door in the morning, what did you see immediately? Um, I, I have a, a very, the, the manager's cabin is a very nice cabin and it has a nice deck on the front. And then you look, you look out and it's looking mostly west and you, you're looking across the lagoon and then you can see some, some islands a little bit, maybe quarter mile, half mile away. That's that are the kind of the edge of the atoll. And then beyond that is ocean and you can hear the breakers, but they're a long ways away. So you, yeah, just looking across a very, very peaceful, smooth lagoon to some palm trees in the distance and lots of birds flying by. Um, occasionally, a, a little baby black tip reef shark will swim along the shore, maybe like a foot long, little tiny thing. And or occasionally you'll see a manta ray slowly swimming by. So maybe that does that set the scene for you? Yes, it, it does. It sounds amazing. Now, of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask your least favorite thing, because there has to be something that's not perfect about Palmyra at all. <laughs> it is very wet, very humid. Things tend to mold really fairly quickly. The, the best way to keep your clothing from molding is just not to have a lot of it. And so you wear it, you wash it, and then you wear it again. And that, <laughs> that keeps it pretty good. Anything that's, that's any, any fabric that sits for a couple of weeks um, usually will will tend to start molding a little bit. So that's you know it's not the worst thing in the world, but it, it can it can be a, a little bit a little bit annoying. So did you bring? I wonder if did you bring all cotton material? Or did you bring like technical fibers? Because maybe technical fibers wouldn't mold as much as cotton. Yes, I I do I did have a fair amount of cotton just because I I like cotton, but. Yes, the technical fibers are better. Um, I don't think they tend to mold as much. They definitely dry quicker, which mm-hmm. is which is nice. Um, that if you you know you're wandering around and it's raining, you know you you hang them up and in an hour or so they're they're if they're not fully dry they they feel pretty dry. So yes, technical fibers are pretty much the way to go in that environment. I just I like a cotton t-shirt. So yeah, well maybe you'll add to your wardrobe before you go down again here in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, I did, I did actually, you know, go out and purchase some quick dry things before I went. So hopefully on this Great. next one, I, I pretty much have everything I need. So I don't need to make any quick trips to the store. Okay. Now that may not surprise people like, Oh yeah, he went out shopping and he got some <laughs> new stuff. But to the two of us, we're like, Whoa, that's amazing. Cause Tim is not one to go out shopping. No. So. Not a big shopper. I mean, when? How long did it take you to get a cell phone? <laughs> um, th- I don't think this conversation has anything to do with Palmyra right now. Um, <laughs> okay. okay. 
I'm uh, sure your listeners aren't the least bit interested in um, my fetishistically frugal ways. Uh, <laughs> we're just helping to paint a picture here. <laughs> okay, fine. All right, now that we've covered all of that boring stuff, it's time to ask the real questions. Because on this podcast, we ask real questions. Are you ready for me to spin the wheel, Tim? I am ready. Spin it. And so we're going to go with, you know, questions one through five and whatever the wheel lands on, that's the question we're going to ask and you're going to answer. Good luck. Thank you. (laughs) Question number three. When you hear the term Midwest or Midwesterner, what is the first thing that you think of? Well, this is going to show my Midwest bias. I think of Iowa, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. <laughs> yes. And just because to me, that's Midwest. And, and I, you know, having grown up in Iowa until eighth grade, it, it always shocks me when I realize and people remind me that the Midwest goes a lot further east than that. Well, again, someone that rolls with the Hall of Famer. Yep. That's right. I'm, I'm glad we're on the same team here, Tim, because uh, I'm all I'm all about it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure about your listeners. I'm I, how far I'm, I'm sure they are. They range far and wide. So apologies to those in, say, Ohio, which I consider the East Coast, which, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know it's not the East Coast. But um, but yes. Yeah, so uh, that's that's what I think of. I think of I, you know, it's it's, it's a, I know it's a very narrow view. But I think of, yeah, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin. I think rural communities. I think, oh, bluffs and Mississippi River, because that's kind of where I, how I grew up. The Driftless region. Exactly, the Driftless region. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting that your mind goes to geography right away about the Midwest or Midwesterner. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, kind of piggybacking on that question, we're going to ask you a question that we dealt with, well, we kind of dealt with it last week with Jolene from Nebraska, and then we talked about it earlier before you came on, about the game Bunko. Now, Jolene from Nebraska is where I heard about, she talked about it last week, the game Bunko. I had never heard of it. Have you heard of Bunko or played it? Yes, so I... I'm pretty sure I've never, I I can't imagine that I've played it. It sounds, the word sounds vaguely familiar. So I'm, I'm sure I've heard of it, but no, I'm, I am not familiar with the game Bunko. Okay. I wasn't either, as I said, and I thought, well, maybe it's a Midwestern thing because Jolene's in Nebraska. And then Michelle Pendleton wrote into us and said that she learned to play in Louisiana or Texas. She learned about it in Texas and played it in Louisiana. So then I thought, well, maybe Tim would know. He's lived in Texas for many years. So I don't think it's a Midwestern thing. I think it's hmm. everywhere. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, I can't help. It's a dice game is what it is, but that's about all I know. 12 people play. Oh. But I think this leads into a question that the Hall of Famer has for you, but now we kind of know the answer already. Well, yeah. Now two things. One, I believe where my parents are near South Padre in the winter, I think they play Bunko down there. And I think my aunt also plays it up here. So I think it must be a a whole U.S. thing, but maybe just not our thing. 
But my question was, I I wanted to know what your definition was of the Midwest, but now I know that you're right in your thinking. So (laughs) I I don't actually have further questions. Perfect. Perfect. I know how to suck up to the, to the hosts. Well, I, I have a follow-up though, because if you, I guess I always figured that when you, because you lived in Nebraska for a few years, which we didn't, we didn't mention yet. And I figured you just thought that was Midwestern and Jolene clearly thinks it's Midwestern. So you never felt like you were in the Midwest when you lived in Lincoln, Nebraska? No, I I think, I think Lincoln, Nebraska is definitely part of the Midwest. It's not what I first think of Midwest because of my, the way, how I grew up. But yes, when I was in, in Lincoln, I easily understood the local population. They were very familiar Midwesterners to me. And also, I think also to my partner, Lydia. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. She um, uh, also said, yeah, these people are definitely Midwest. That might not have been a compliment at the time. (laughs) It might not have been. (gasps) But you can bring that up with her if you um, get her on the show at some point. Oh, I, I think we will definitely talk about those things, and I don't think they'll always be compliments either. She'll be sucking up to the host quite as much as you, Tim. No, no, there, there, there will not be any sucking up, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so since I never, I don't know why I haven't asked you this. You lived in Nebraska. Have you ever had a Runza sandwich? I don't think so. We ate several different places, but no, I've, I've been past the, is it like a fast food place? Yes. With a green sign. Yes, I recognize, I remember, now that you know, yeah, I remember the signs. I remember seeing them in Lincoln, but mm-hmm. I am not familiar with the, with the Runza sandwich. Is it something special beyond like a Subway? Yeah, how would you describe it? Yeah, it's very different. It's, it's, it's like all of, it's basically like a stuffed sandwich is how I would take it, where it's like um, ground beef or ground meat of some sort is in there along with some onions and some spices. They can also add some cheese, but otherwise it's all you see is what kind of looks like a sub, but a hot sandwich with, with the meat and goodies inside. Oh, so almost like a, like a British meat pie, something that is all dough that you see, but you hang on to it and you bite into it and it's warm and there's meat and stuff inside of it. Yes. Yep. That sounds right. And I even liked it. No, it sounds like it might be good. Yeah. So anyway, they're running. They run, I don't know what they call them, Tuesday specials. So I wondered if you ever took advantage of that where you pay on, in the wintertime, you pay what the temperature is. So just the other day, it was 15 degrees. And so it was 15 cents for a Runza sandwich. You know, just a little gimmick. Oh, that's clever. I like that. Now... If it's below zero, do they pay you to eat the sandwich? I I <laughs> asked Jolene that exact question because she's the one that introduced us to Runza. She actually sent us a case of frozen Runzas, and they were great. They were good, Fro- uh, heated back up. But she said, no, they don't pay you. But I think the answer is that they're free. You have to buy a beverage no matter how much they are. You still have to buy a beverage. But I think the actual sandwich is free, but they don't pay you. <laughs> okay. I'm guessing these aren't large sandwiches. 
that bag is there about the size, maybe just a little smaller than a six inch sub from Subway. Oh, so if, if it was 15 degrees out, 15 cents for the sandwich, of course, whatever you pay for the drink would fill you up. It would fill me up. Yeah, it is pretty filling. It's not as uh, big around as like a sub sandwich. It's probably, yeah, five to six inches long. Mm. And it is filling because there's a lot of meat and, and, and goodies inside. Well, I am definitely interested now, especially in the winter, going to Aranza. Yes, yes. On a Tuesday, and, right? On Tuesday. And apparently they have really good onion rings. We did stop and try them. I didn't think they were anything special and i don't think you did either did you but you really liked the sandwich yeah no they were fine but i wasn't like whoa that's amazing so no i would just say it was it was it was fine it was good okay before we go why don't we do another wheel question are you ready for me to spin the wheel ready for the bonus wheel question number Five, what's the greatest piece of advice anyone ever gave you or that you gave someone else? Hmm, I would say that's probably, let's see, my supervising professor when I was just starting grad school. Actually, it was when I was, when I was applying, I think it was when I was applying to get in and I was asking if I could get into his program and I was explaining my GRE scores and that was when they had, I believe it was English, math, and then there was a, a logic section that was not being counted, but they were uh, testing it out. So you had to take it. And I, I got a perfect score on the, on the logic portion, oh. but it, it didn't count. Yeah. So when, when he, was, he was asking about me and asking about it, so I was, I was talking about you know, my, my qualifications and trying to sound like I, I would, would be a good fit. And I, I mentioned the, I mentioned the GRE scores and, but, and I was like, and, oh, and, you know, I got a, a perfect score on the lunch, but I said, but you know, that it doesn't really count because they're not, uh, they're, they're not really rolling it out yet. And he said, he said, Tim, don't ever sell yourself short. And I thought that was really, that's really good advice. Cause I think all of us sometimes feel insecure at times or try to explain away or over explain things. And I think it's, I think it's good to, you know, not be overconfident, but to to have confidence in yourself and um, don't sell yourself short. So there you go. I love that. That's a that's great advice. And I, but may I add that I didn't know about this logic piece for GREs. Oh, they may have they may have thrown it out completely. Maybe everybody was getting perfect scores on it. <laughs> no, no, Tim, Definitely don't not. sell yourself. You're selling yourself short right now. Okay, thank you. I was hoping. I was wondering if you were really listening, and now I know that you were. Thank you so much. But I don't think it's very logical of them to not include or to not count the logic portion. Yes, exactly. Especially when I did so well on it. Exactly. Okay, anything else, Tim, that you think I really should have asked you, but you're thinking, God, she missed the ball. She didn't ask me that question. Is there anything you can think of that I should have asked you? No, I don't. Not that I can think of. You know, like I said, you're the the pro here, so... You're, you're very thorough. So you're saying I nailed it is what you're saying. You, you know, that's probably what it feels like to be a hero. <laughs> exactly. Okay, now before we go, I should, I want, if people want to see all these pictures we're talking about or these videos of you swimming with sea turtles, 
there are all those things on you've kept a blog since your very first station or job in an in Antarctica and I are you gonna blog this next time you're gonna keep that going aren't you yes yes I'll keep it going I try to publish a new blog entry every every Sunday when I'm gone because that's that's the one day off that we get so it's time I can kind of look through my photos for the week and do a quick write-up of of kind of what happened or what I was thinking about that week and, and throw some photos out for people to see. And it's really great because it allows us to sort of live vicariously through you and kind of get an idea of what it's like, but not have to go through shoveling yourself out of a house, for instance, in Greenland. It's, it's also really good for me because I know that there's people that are interested and mm-hmm. so it, it helps me if, if I was just, I wouldn't just do this for myself. Right. But it really helps motivate me. And now because of that, I have a, a really great record of the time. They, I, I'll forget half this stuff and I'll look back through and go, oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's I, I like doing it for people. People are very appreciative of it. But it's also really helpful for me to, uh, like I said, just keep a record of of my times that I've been doing interesting contract work. Yeah, it's a great digital diary. I mean, that's really what it is. It's, yeah, it's great. Yes. Go ahead. And I'll, I'll tell you, I, I love Sundays because anytime when I check my email and I see the blog is up, I'll be like, I announce it mm-hmm. to, to the world. I'm like, oh, the blog is up. And then I open it immediately and read <laughs> yep. it. I get so excited. So it's, it, uh, it, it is really fun to, to look at and, and to see what you've been up to and, and how your week has been going. Cool. Thank you so much. Okay. So let's tell people what the blog is. If you if you're okay with people reading it, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Are you, are you gonna divulge this or should I? Uh, you better, since I can't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> you you do you take away the professional comment you made about how I'm a professional earlier? Now <laughs> you take it back. Yes, yes, yes. So I believe, if I have this correctly, it's the the address is www dot, and then with no spaces, one day, one night, one year dot wordpress.com and the one is spelled out right yes sorry yes yes o-n-e-d-a-y blah 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 so yeah. the one is spelled out each one so one day one night one year um which is my first time down there was for a full year and it was the sun was up for half of it and the sun was down for half of it so hmm, very that's clever cool. And there's a password, correct? There is a password. And I tell people uh, the password is just to keep the random crazies out. The, the, the crazies that are my friends and family can get in. And so the people are welcome to share this with anybody that they want to. Um, but the password is 90 South and the 90 are, is the number 90. So 90-S-O-U-T-H. And I will put it in the show notes too so people can perfect they don't have to try and jot it down right now and i've got a little a little over 100 followers so you know with this kind of of marketing now on on this podcast i'm i'm sure i could really bump those numbers up you heard it he's challenging the listeners get those numbers (laughs) up people (laughs) it's well worth your time yeah you don't have to subscribe you know you could just go there and and look at stuff Right. If you do subscribe, I think it's way at the bottom of the homepage, bottom right. You can put your email address in and does some handshaking. If you do the what it what it gets is anytime I do a new blog post, it'll it'll ping you, send you a quick email letting you know that a, a new post is up. So you don't have to subscribe. You can, anybody can go in there and just check it out at their leisure. But um, if they do, 
you know, I could get those, those numbers up. Maybe I could hit 120. Who knows? Yeah. And it's fun because if you subscribe, you get the great, it, Tim's blog is awesome. <laughs> you get the announcement. <laughs> exactly. And if you read it quickly, you can try to be like the first person to comment on it. But I have to say, you're going to have to be pretty quick to get ahead of Sally. Good luck with that. Exactly. Sally's number one. She, yep. We'll just leave it at that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, the other thing I was going to say about the blog was it's not, some blogs are four or five pages long and you're just like, I, I'm interested, but it's taking too long to read this. I have to get on with my day. Your blogs are very reasonable and easy to read. And, you know, it doesn't take hours to get through it. That's why I stopped subscribing to the New Yorker because it took me forever to get through it. That And there's a nice amount of pictures. Yes. Too. Yep. yep. I try to, I try to, because people are usually more interested in the pictures than whatever it is I have to say. Well. I'm not trying to sell myself short. Yes, <laughs> but pictures are worth a thousand words, Tim. Okay, thank you. Okay, Tim, um, we've kept you well beyond what we initially, what you initially agreed to. So thanks for joining us today. And Hall of Famer, thank you again for joining me. I hope you both had a great central time. I enjoyed this immensely. Thank you both. You made me feel very welcome and comfortable, and uh, I appreciate it. And it's always lovely chatting with you two. And, and we'll get back to the way we really treat you at the next holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds perfect. See you in three months. Okay. Thanks, Tim. It's been fun. Thank you, too. Taste test with the Hall of Famer. All right. So, again, we kind of added this episode to make room for a two-part episode for Tim when we weren't planning on having an episode this week. So, we thought... You thirsty? Yeah. The answer is always yes. Yeah. So here we are doing a taste test. Take it away, Hall of Famer. All right. This first beer is the last beer from Ed Butt, and it is called Mr. Blue Sky. Oh, so the same one we had the last time we did a yes. uh, taste test. Yep. It looks exactly the same. Picture oh. with the cool dude that looks like he's... A sculpture? Yeah, like a sculpture with the, the cool shades on and stuff like this. Except this time, it's Michigan Cherry. Wheat oh. ale instead of uh, raspberry. raspberry. Yes. And, uh, oh, Michigan. Where mm-hmm. in Michigan? Uh, Birmingham, okay. Michigan. What's the from brewing company? Griffin Claw Brewing Company. Oh, we have a Midwestern beer. <laughs> Unless you're Tim of the Hoffer. That's right. Otherwise known as correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, alcohol by volume is 5%. Oh, so a little less than the raspberry. Um, yeah. Was it? Okay. You remember how much the raspberry was? I'm going to go with 5.2. Wow. Now, before you yeah. get get crazy there. Oh, the rating system. Oh, yeah. That's not what I was going to say, oh. but yeah, the rating system. Absolutely. Zero equals. Ish. One equals criminy. Two equals. Oofta. Three equals. That's eh, interesting. Four equals. Ah, geez, that's good. And five equals. You betcha. Now, what I was going to say is I didn't care for the raspberry all that much. Mm -hmm. I do love Michigan cherries. Do you think that's going to translate to me liking this beer or giving it a higher rating than the raspberry? No. I think you're going to give it the same rating. And my reason is it wasn't too 
the fruit flavor wasn't too potent. It was That's pretty true. light in the flavor. It was more beer. Yes. It beer. had that after factor. The after factor. You heard it here first, folks. After factor. <laughs> Do you think this is a Kim Wilson River beer? And by that I mean you can sit and drink a beer with Kim Wilson by the river? I don't think so. Okay. But we'll see. I, I remember it being nice and light. Okay. So we'll see if this one's light again. Or if the cherries bring out that red color. Okay, it is darker than the last one. Because remember yeah. the last time it was quite a bit lighter. Yeah, almost an amberish. Yeah. Yeah, but it's peachish, very hazy. Or amberish. Or amberish, very and, hazy. And minimal head. But, yep. Yeah, you can smell the, the cherry or something fruity, fruity-ish. So you can smell something fruity, but you can't discern yeah. that they're cherries? Nope. Let's give it a go. Yeah, it doesn't taste too fruity. Mm. I wouldn't be like, whoa, that's cherry. More beer. Yeah, more, definitely. More beer taste. Mm-hmm. I do like wheat ale, though. But I really don't taste much fruit in here. Mm-hmm. So you gonna, think it just tastes like a wheat ale? Yeah. Without a fruit? Yeah, pretty much. Like, Maybe just like a hint of fruit. Like a summer shandy? No, not even. Oh. Summer shandy is even... Lemony. Mm-hmm. Or this is... Yeah, I, I would give it a three. It's interesting, but yeah. you wouldn't order it. No, I don't think I would. Okay, my turn. We are drinking this out of Ed Butts... Well, not Ed Butts, but... The Storm Cloud, the Storm Cloud Brewing Company mm-hmm. glass, the second one, the first one yep. I broke. Yes, this one's a replacement. Plain cocktail. Yeah. Oh, do you remember what I gave the other one, the other Ed Butt beer? I the, don't. The, I think you gave it a four. Really? I don't remember. Okay. Check the tape. Yeah, I smell no fruit of any kind. I yeah. smell Gross River beer again. Okay. Here we go. Gross River beer. Not a fan. I honestly can't tell a difference between this. And last, the raspberry one we had last yeah. time. And I'm not impressed, Mr. Blue Sky. Yeah, this is a three, maybe a two, not even a three, a two. Oh, oh did you say a two? Yeah, you got it right. Yeah, I didn't even you. tell you I had my no. hand under there. Well, you could have easily just put the number two. Well, off. you know I don't lie. Yeah, and you don't break the rules. No, so you know I'm not going to be switching. Yeah, I don't, I don't care for this very much at all. It, uh... Does not have an after factor. I thought maybe it would, mm-hmm. uh, but it doesn't. It's just nope. gross beforehand, during, and after. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Well, thank you, Ed, for all of the beers that you sent. We are now have now completed the Ed Butt beers. All right, and this next run is from Patrick Smith, the Patrick Smith. I believe we've had this one before. Yeah, we think we have. Um, yep. There are two in, in Patrick's box. That we think we've had yep. out of the 12 that he sent. And I believe, you just said you didn't break the rules, but I believe one of us said, well, since we've had this one already on the podcast, we both gave it a five, you betcha. We don't need to do that one. We can drink that now. That's true. And I did the, say that. Well, I didn't say who. And then the other one said, but the Patrick Smith rules clearly state in the letter that we are to drink these on while recording a Midwest Bias episode. So I had forgotten about that. Yeah, you did. And once you heard it, you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. So this is sort of cheating, I guess. Not cheating, but it'll be anticlimactic Mm -hmm. because we both, I don't know, maybe I've changed my taste buds. And maybe, did we give it a five or not? I'm pretty sure we both gave it a five. All right. Well, to review. Is this, you're going back and, are you inverting and swirling that? Yes. Oh, I see. Yep. Uh, Because it, well, I guess it's not a smoothie, though. 
because I know you're supposed to do that with the smoothies, but it is from Drecker, and mm. I am very excited because Fargo, that's, North Dakota. Yep, Fargo. Oh, we have a Midwestern beer. <laughs> Not really, but I'm very excited because this summer we're going to be in the Fargo area mm-hmm. and we're going to Drecker. I think we are. We are. I know we are. Now, do we invite Crazy Aunt because she doesn't like concrete? She doesn't like picnic tables and or like concrete floor picnic tables yeah. outside with having to hose everybody down. <laughs> Hosing people down. <laughs> I think we need to invite her. Yeah. Yes, okay. absolutely. This one is called Chonk. Yes, Chonk. Yep, Sunday Sour with raspberry cocoa nibs and coconut. The mm-hmm. picture, let's see if I describe it the exact same as the last time. It's a fiery cat logo. Yep, it's fiery. Uh-huh. Fiery, uh-huh. yeah. So I instead of just orange-ish. picture that. Yep, okay. picture it. And yeah, because the colors, it does kind of look like fire. The colors mm-hmm. are yeah. uh, orange and reddish and brown, and it looks like I don't know either water or I don't know. I can't even describe it. It's so cool looking, but it's definitely like a drawing of it. <laughs> and there's a cat face in the middle. And yeah, I don't it's even know. It's a good know. thing we have a video of yeah, you absolutely. sharing the can. But people may remember this. Uh, malt, pale two-row, wheat, and carafoam, hops, magnum, hallerto blanc, flora, lactobacillus culture, house ale yeast, gimmicks, strawberry, cocoa nibs, coconut, lactose, and mm. vanilla. Mm-hmm. There we go. Ooh, contains a significant amount of fruit, so please keep cold at all times. Mm-hmm. Separation is normal. Give the can a gentle roll or two before opening. Oh, a gentle roll, not invert and swirl. No. She's, you're about to open it. Yep. It might go everywhere because no. you inverted and swirled no. it. It does look like a smoothie, though. That's because of the lactose. Oh, yeah. That is wow, that is very, okay, that's, that's very smoothie Because that's going to be my beer because your beer is going to be the Mr. Blue Sky. You're just assuming. Well, no, you already ranked it higher than Well, that's true. So. That's true. Anyway, I remember we both gave this a five, and that's quite a pour there. All right. It almost looks curdly, so I'm not a real fan of that. Let me see. It has a curdlish look to it. It looks like dirty water. It it looks good to to me. We're going to have to look past that. Well, I'm going to at least. You can smell... I can smell the lactose in here. (laughs) But it, it smells like almost milky. Yeah. Okay. okay, I'm going for it. Yeah, it's really good. I gotta try again. The consistency is a little odd because it is almost like curdly and but yet fizzy well, beerish. Is, thing, is it like bad? I don't think so, no, because it still tastes like a five. Oh, you betcha. So it's definitely not bad. It was canned March 18th of 2022. We say this like we have any idea how long beer lasts. Yeah. It well, smells like... Sure tastes good, so... I'm smelling some sugary lactose, sugary milk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. By the way, today I went to Caribou Coffee. I had to drive to the Twin Cities for an appointment, and I went to Caribou Coffee. Uh, I did mobile order. I ordered half-calf, mm. half-vanilla. Mm. And normally I do a half... A lot of halfsies. I do, normally I do half vanilla, but usually I do full caffeine, Mm -hmm. but I've been having those heart palpitations, which is why I went to the cardiologist today, and so I'm trying to lay off the caffeine, but I can't give it up, so I did a half calf, 
and they didn't put the vanilla in. Oh. But I didn't realize it till I didn't have time to go back and complain about it. Yeah. And there was a snowstorm, so the roads were bad. But you know, they charge a dollar. Now do they, yes. I wonder if they charge 50 cents. I think cents. they do. I think they only charge well, 50 I cents for a half Well, I over six dollars for the drink, mm. and it was not very good. Yikes. What a so, ripoff. It is a ripoff. And there's no one to talk to about it, because I drank it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I smell the sugary that I didn't smell this morning. Yeah, there drink. you go. Yeah, there is a little slime on it. Oh, gross. <laughs> it tastes a little Wait, I gave it a five year, even though it has some slime on it. It tastes a little slippery. <laughs> it kind of is like it's separating a bit. Did I roll it too much? Did I invert you and swirl it You should not have inverted and swirled it. It was not on the directions. Mm. Um, this is still a five. See? Even with the slippery. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a slippery five, folks. Oh, man, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Once it hits the lips. And, well, we knew this was going to be a five, Patrick. Yeah. Now, before we go, I have one thing that came in on the Twitter that I wanted to ask you about. Okay. Chris Davenport tweeted it to us at Chris underscore Davenport from the account Midwest versus everybody at Midwestern underscore Ope. <laughs> and I follow them too. I'll admit that sometimes I don't understand their reasoning or don't agree with them. Uh, so anyway... This is a picture of, I'll show you in a minute, and have you describe it. It says, every Midwesterner has this drawer. And Chris Davenport says, what say you, Midwest bias pod? There's the picture. Oh, that's a junk drawer. Yeah, it's a junk drawer. Yeah. I I do not think this is, I mean, we do have a junk drawer. Oh, yeah. I do not think this is Midwest. I think this is, every American has this drawer. I think so. Well, I, I guess I could. You know what? It's not true. I have someone very close to me who until very recently never had a junk drawer. Your mother? And so I think what this boils down to is not Midwestern, but the type of person you are. Hmm. I bet most people have a junk drawer, though, no matter what type of person you are. I don't know. If I If you're so. very, very organized and type mm. A, you might mm. not want a junk drawer. Everything has its place. Hmm. I dis I I like our junk drawer. Mm-hmm. Gets a little messy. It does get messy. I don't like it when it gets super messy because yeah. then when you can't you ba- find anything. You can barely close it. And then some of the replies were, "I, I want to who- know who doesn't have a junk drawer because that just sounds." I just told amazing. You. Well, besides your mom. So, Dave Clary at D Clary Junior. Hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. Dave said, come on, man. Everybody has this drawer. Yeah. I agree. See? I grew up with that. That's all I know is a junk drawer. Yeah. But did you have more than one? No. And then John Miller at JKM563. Oh. Hang on. The name drop, name drop of the week. John said, some of us may have more than one. Oh, then you need to do some cleaning, John. <laughs> Get it down to one. Well, what drawer. do you think of this then? Robin Eva at Robin Eva. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop 
of the week. I think we have at least four. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, how do you know which junk drawer to look into? Because that's like the, hey, I don't quite know where to put this or we use this all the time. Let's throw it in here. I know. And you have four of those? I mean. So I I believe we have three new people. Dave Clary, mm. John Miller, and Robin Eva, who we have not heard from before. Hmm. Nice. On the show. Excellent. It may be Midwestern to only have one junk drawer. That may be what the Midwestern part is. Hmm. Okay. Maybe. Because John is not in the Midwest. Robin is not in the Midwest. Dave is not in the Midwest. He didn't say how many he had. But Midwesterners only have one drawer. Okay. I think that's maybe some BS. I think Mm -hmm. it's a universal. You have a junk drawer and it's apparently how many do you have? Well, I I grew up with someone that did not have one. Yeah. I just can't even believe that. What's the purpose of that? She says. Yeah. Everything should have a place. Yeah. Why have a messy drawer? But since we unpacked her apartment this time, we created a junk drawer yeah, for her. Well, yeah, it's like, oh, I don't quite know where to put this. Boom, junk drawer. Yeah, I know. They're great. I love a junk drawer. Hers is very empty, though. Yes, because really what's in it is my an extra pair of readers for me when I go over there in case I forget them and not much else is Scissors. in there. So she still doesn't use the junk drawer. No. I use it in her home. <laughs> She has space for it. All right. Well, we hope that you enjoyed this bonus episode. And I hope that you had a good central time. I most certainly did. Okay. Time to drink the chunk. (laughs) All right. That's it. That's the podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Midwest Bias Pod. On the World Wide Web at Midwest Dash Bias dot castos that's c-a-s-t-o-s dot com you can email us your questions and comments most midwestern moments of the week midwest mediator and anything else at midwestbiaspod at gmail.com you can find us anywhere you find your podcasts and if you're listening to this you obviously found us and lastly i would really love a five-star review wherever you can leave reviews for podcasts So thank you. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you. Bye now. Tim, don't ever sell yourself short.